This is the True North Collective podcast, a gathering of unsugarcoated conversations on wellness, created by the real-life documentation of everyday humans fearlessly finding their true north. Welcome to season three of the podcast. I I don't know about you, but I'm experiencing the gamut of things and like... Mm -hmm. I have all this space now, but yet I still don't have, feel like I have time and I feel like I'm getting things done, but I'm like really exhausted and I'm like totally not present a lot of times. And so I think, yeah, relevant to specifically the COVID-19 situation, but just in general, like there are times when massive disruptions happen. and how do you stay true to yourself during that time so cool i'm glad that we're here catching up a lot of shit has happened and both with covid19 and without covid19 um so much so much shit so much life so much life so um yeah i have construction in the background so we're just gonna work through that um yeah, I, I, I am like all over the map. I feel like I'm just kind of like I have my to-do list every day and I'm just like mindlessly going through it. Um, there's so much unknown, but yet I feel like, I don't feel like super freaked out by everything, but it is weird. It's a weird time right now. How are you doing? I am just been anxious. <laughs> I've heard that from a lot of people, actually. So much. I mean, there's a lot of things happening and moving pieces in my life right now. So, um, you know, we've been recording and we haven't really fully addressed a lot of those things. But um, I recently moved, so I'm living by myself now, newly single. Um, I mean, I guess not newly at this point. It's been a couple months now, but... <laughs> Um, and yeah, just with everything going on, um, we're trying to sell our old house now. So that in addition to, um, you know, paying rent, paying a mortgage, doing all the things, it's just trying to take it like one day at a time. When people keep asking me, I'm like, just one day, just today, focusing on that. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so just, it's definitely been a lot of uncertainty even outside of like COVID-19 and that obviously adds an additional element of uncertainty to to the mix yeah it's like all right I'm gonna be single and by myself and now I'm not only gonna be single in the world I'm gonna be single literally by myself in my apartment (laughs) (laughs) with no other human contact like yeah it's kind of like swinging the pendulum drastically the other way yeah a lot of my um a lot of my friends have been really sweet and have been reaching out more frequently and I definitely have some other friends that don't have partners in um I say in Los Bispo and other places too that just have been you know reaching out I think we're all kind of feeling it especially those of us that do live at home by ourselves um you know you don't have that other person in your space just to be like hey we're here (laughs) yeah I guess I guess I never really thought about even just the ability to have a shared like like I can't I can see that Dylan is like I'm I mean he's uncertain about different things that I'm uncertain about we're not having the exact same experience but 
to be able to see that another human is like experiencing this very viscerally, I'm like, okay, I'm not alone in these feelings. And like, I don't know, it does give me a bit of like a, like, we're all going to figure this out, how we figure it out. But I have to say, like, I've actually been talking to friends that I haven't talked to in a while a lot more now. Yes. Yeah, I actually really have to. Cool. Like, it has been cool. A lot of people coming out of the woodworks and just I feel like everyone is looking for some type of connection and they're doing it online now. And yeah, with people that they haven't reached out to. That's that's funny that you say that because I've had actually quite a few conversations with people that I haven't talked to in a while. Yeah. Um, and it's been nice. I mean, it's been refreshing in that way, too, just to feel like we're we're still coming together in different ways, even through something that's causing us to be distant from each other. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, on this podcast and in life, I'm like, oh, fuck social media and like all this stuff, even though like it's a it obviously is not an evil thing. It's, you know, how you use it and it has a purpose. But <clears throat> it's been really cool to see the infrastructure that exists that has allowed, you know, so much capitalism and productivity and connection from a business standpoint to like to see that infrastructure be used for connecting people and for connecting hearts and for connecting on an emotional level and connecting humanity um I'm pretty sure that's what the initial reason for these (laughs) things were um you know and then obviously we see a use for things the efficiencies of them get taken to be used you know to make money and to make things and to, you know, make it more efficient and to see the original intent coming back to life and seeing that infrastructure used in such a beautiful way has been honestly really inspiring to me, um, both from a, you know, technology standpoint, but then also just seeing how businesses are adapting so quickly of yeah, like, that's been cool. like, holy shit, you know, like you never thought that you'd ever like, how would I ever do that? Oh my gosh, it would take forever to figure it out. And then literally in an hour, it's like, fuck it, let's just try <laughs> it and see what happens. And like some are fails, but there's this really organic, like, hey, I'm going to try this. I might make a mistake, but then I'll try again. We're in this together. If you think that it's like this permission slip to just try things and to have it not be perfect. And I, I've been loving seeing how many people are just stepping up and trying things and um, adapting their offerings and adapting their business and adapting their infrastructure to be used for, for something that can really help something bigger than ourselves. I mean, even I have a friend who works for PepsiCo and she was sharing the conversations that their C-level executives are in around how they can support people during this time in ways that, you know, might not necessarily, I mean, obviously to support their business, but that's not where the conversation was stemming from. Or there's a perfume company that decided to make one of its production lines a hand hand sanitizer production. Oh, yeah, you said that. Which is like, fuck yes. Oh, my God, there's humanity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just shows, I mean, we're so resilient. And I think we forget that through, we don't like change, so we avoid it. But when change happens, we're we're stepping up. Well, and it was even cool, too, because yesterday, I got to go to one of Rachel's meditation classes, because it was live streamed. And that's something 
I've been wanting to do for a really long time. Um, so just, you know, there's these bright lights, I feel like, in, in all the uncertainty and all the potential stress and mixed emotions that we're feeling. Um, and just like trying to hold on to just those, those little moments um, that, you know, are special and different and that we wouldn't be able to have without this experience happening right now. Well, and it's, it's cool on a macro, like collective level to be able to, you know, especially in the world that I live in, there's, there's always these conversations of like, oh, what's the gift in that? You know, it's like, oh, fuck you, you know, but truly, (laughs) truly, we're all getting to experience these really contrasting things of like, everything from the thoughts of like, what does this do for us? Like, okay, yeah, the illness becomes better. What does that do for the economy? What is it like? There is a doomsday-esque nature to it. And in it, there is an, there is, we're all experiencing this other door that's opening around connection, around um, being there figuring out what priorities you want to have right now and what's really important. And, <clears throat> and it is cool for all of us to viscerally be experiencing that on a micro and a macro level. I mean, that is changing all of our DNA with like mm-hmm. based on epigenetics. And I'm so outside of my league right now, but I'm throwing these big <laughs> words out there, but <clears throat> you know, I've, my dad's a biomedical engineer and there's some books that I've read on this subject of just, you know, there's research done that thoughts actually change your DNA and experiences for sure leave imprints in, yeah. in our soma and, and our ability as a collective to be experiencing that. Like, we are all changing. It might not, you know, totally flip overnight, but this is changing all of us at a, at a big level. And, um, and maybe that couldn't have happened if there hadn't been this crazy thing. Again, not that there has to be you know, only the doomsday to experience the light. But um, I just, I love that invitation. And I love that as a a collective, we're getting an invitation to go there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it was actually interesting too. I don't know if you've seen the articles, but even just the CO2 emissions have drastically dropped. And just, I mean, because no one's driving their cars and the air quality in like places like China it has improved so much in such a short little time. Um, so yeah, just holding on to things like that where you're like, look, like we're we're being kind to the planet again, or people are seeing that even though we knew this, but I think sometimes people quote unquote like don't believe it. And if we can walk away from this and people can be like, oh hey, look, look what happened during this time. Like how can we perpetuate the good in this like people were capable of working from home or working remotely more so or what changes can we make so that we are being kinder even to the planet because we're seeing some pretty crazy positive effects um on the planet because of this and people staying home which is you know and i'm sure less flights and like all of the above um oh so mother nature of- she always right? is going to win. She's always going to win. That's what I said. I was like, <laughs> uh, you know, she's just taking care of her own. She's yeah. like, you guys have been treating me like shit. Yep. 
Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, and to your point, I, I'd like to add to it because I think you bring up a really good one <clears throat> is, yeah, all of these, you know, new ways of being these new um, collective habits are are making some pretty significant shifts. And uh, what's coming up for me is not to get so tied down to the specifics of what those new habits are so that those become our new, you know, handcuffs because <laughs> to me I don't think that's the point I don't think it's like okay well we've proven that these things now do this like yes and take it a step bigger of like the agility and the invitation that just one way isn't the only way and giving ourselves the chance to be open to what else how else this could look um means that we have an ability to like come up with new possibilities and so um, to me, it wouldn't feel great if all of a sudden we walked away from this with a new set of rules that we have to follow because this is now the new like gold standard. I don't think that's the point. To me, to me, the point is look what's look what happens when we aren't living into the reality that we've constructed, our default reality, and we are forced to live in a different sandbox what do we create from that? What's possible from that? Like we're literally living indications of like people figuring out a way to prioritize movement, even though they're trapped in their house, you know, people figuring out a way to connect through song in Italy, even though they can't leave their apartments. Like, I don't know. There's just something really beautiful about allowing that openness. Um, and again, I understand that there need to be a set of rules for da 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 da, da but um, that's what I'm taking away from this is like the power in allowing there to be a bit of uncertainty and unknown or a lot. <laughs> yeah. You, um, you shared this, this with me and I'm sure a lot of people have seen it online and maybe we can link to it, but, um, the workout in Spain where someone was in an apartment building and there was one person outside in the center of all these buildings and they were teaching a class and everyone was doing the class from their balcony. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that makes me want to cry and gives me chills of just people coming together. And, and it's so simple. Like, yeah. It, and you know what that was from? That wasn't from him being like, I think it was a guy. It wasn't from him being like, we need to make sure that we have the, no, he literally was like probably sitting in his apartment being like, I want to be outside. I'd like to move. And he was following his heart. Like, damn, what else could happen? I mean, I would say even for myself to your earlier point, you know, the meditation studio that I'm at can't host classes. And I was like, fuck, I want to live stream this shit. And you know, it was like, we're not really sure how, blah, blah, blah. They figured it out. We kind of tried it yesterday. And I had more people. I mean, I had 35 people show up after I had only posted that I was going to do it, you know, not even an hour beforehand. But I was so excited. I walked into that studio being like, because that's where I recorded it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so excited about the possibilities with this. And they were like, what? They literally were like, how are you so excited right now? And I'm like, there are so many people that have wanted to take my class and can't. And like, yeah, I want me. to, sh- I want, yeah, I want to be able to share this. And that excitement turned into, well, if you want to record your classes, maybe all of them should be. And then <clears throat> I got to listen to this sound bath last night 
from Sean, who we're going to record with later this or next week. But it was beautiful. And I was just like, I never would have had time to go to that class because of traffic, because of everything else. And here I Mm. am packing up. You know, I didn't lay down and do the sound bath, but I had it on in the background and I was so happy for him and like proud and connected and and it made my packing because I'm going to be moving in two months too um, but it made my packing that much better and it was his heart coming through to so many more people so yeah I love it I've been inspired I I said that too like I loved yesterday being able to meditate with you and as much as because I I don't want to take away I think definitely in the fitness and wellness industry, there is something about a collective of people being able to come together in a room and share that energy. But, um, but it was really nice yesterday. Like I was working, I took a 15 minute break in my living room, sat down on one of my poofs and, um, you know, was able to meditate. And I, I, for me personally, like, I know I want to meditate more, but I do a terrible job at prioritizing it. So it made it really easy for me to be able to do that. And even before that, I jumped on and just like the simple act of, I think it was Chelsea saw that the true, because I did it from the true collective. I don't know why, but (laughs) the Instagram, she's like, Hey, true collective. And I'm just like, I love this. Like, it's such a great opportunity to connect with people. I love that. I didn't realize that because I was like getting prepared but that is so cool. And I loved how not perfect everything is. It's just kind of like, we're figuring it out. We're human. Like, I just, it's cool. Yeah, it was a cool experience. I, again, I just think those small moments right now just mean, mean even, even more in times where a lot of us are probably feeling a little bit more isolated. But think about that. Like the small moments, it's giving us a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) It's, it's like this is giving us a chance to see how important the small moments are and it's an invitation to bring that into when things do go back to normal. That like those small acts, we just blow by them um, and how meaningful they truly, genuinely actually are and how many of them we actually can have in a, an hour if we allow ourselves to be present to, to them. Um, yeah, I would even say for me this has been a pretty good imitation just for taking care of self and doing things that, like I said, I've been feeling quite a bit of anxiety. And so just like, if I need to, like I have the ability in San Luis Obispo and I realize not everyone has this, but to be able to get outside and go for a hike and just be out in nature and trying to do that when I feel like I need it and not you know, beating myself up for it or saying like, oh, you should be working and just being like, hey, like, <laughs> life is happening right now. Like, you're still getting your work done. You're still doing what you need to do. But like have a little grace even for yourself and take that time because it it, it really matters right now. I mean, it always matters, but um, that's a lesson that I want to continue to keep carrying forward because those moments out in nature or hiking for me or some of the moments when I actually feel peace. And um, I went up to Big Sur, which for anyone that doesn't know, if you drive either up or down Highway 1 in California, um, it's the highway that goes up and down the coast. It's beautiful. I'd highly recommend it. If you have the ability to go to LA or San Francisco and do the drive, um, do it. And it's just like this magical park. 
Um, and on Sunday, I just drove up there by myself with the dogs and it was raining too. So there was even less people with everything going on and you don't get cell service out there either. And just like to be in some ways we've been talking about connection, which is really important. And then in other ways, like those moments for me just to be completely alone, but to feel peace around it and alone, I guess, in nature um, is sometimes different than alone in your house. But I think you can you know, carry those concepts to different locations. Um, but to to just find like peace and the stillness and the quiet and the beauty of everything around us when sometimes it, it we can be focused so much on the the micro, but like the macro of how beautiful this place is that we're in and that there's more outside of our daily routine. So anyway, that has been helpful for me. Power of nature, man. That shit shit is legit. So much. Um, I'd say, I mean, kudos to you. I think that I have not necessarily done the best job of taking care of myself since we've been self-quarantined. I was just sharing with, uh, actually I was sharing with my therapist this morning that I'm like, I have a job right now that is paying me to not work. And yet I don't have enough fucking time to get my stuff done. Like, what the fuck? I'm literally, what the fuck? I have all the food I could possibly need. I have all the supplies I could possibly need. Like, I imagined that, like, I would say I'm somebody who definitely knows how to relax. But I haven't always been that way. But like, yeah, I can sit down and watch five movies in a row for sure. And so I was like, <laughs> I thought that's what this was going to all be. And it hasn't. I've actually, I feel like I have been in a place of like, okay, what, what I haven't totally settled into it at all. And um, I know in my head what it can be. And I can tell myself, what, I know where I will be potentially but I think I'm still like the end of the day comes and I'm just like what the fuck just happened like (laughs) what what did I actually do I wasn't present at all what what, I'm so distracted and I've been on social media more than any other time I mean granted it's usually to watch the funny memes because they're fucking hilarious but (laughs) but I I don't know if I've totally settled into that um but this morning I did I was like thank god that this is an airborne and I can actually go outside today. It was supposed to rain mm-hmm. like crazy, but it looks like there's going to be pockets of non rain. And so November project has these at home workouts and I have not been working out enough to do it, the full one full on, but I'm going to do it. And I'm excited about that. And there's another um, meditation class um, so I'm going to try and just do those things today. Um, I was thinking about offering up some discounted coaching to people. And then again, I just was like, you know what? I'm feeling really depleted and that actually isn't serving anyone if I do that right now. And I don't know, like where it was coming from was like a fear of, okay, I need to get a, some sort of income stream in case my job doesn't continue to pay me and not work, which is very, very possible. <laughs> um, and then also fear of like, oh my gosh, how are other people handling this? I need to, I have this gift. I need to show up. I need to be there. And I all of a sudden was like, breathe, Rachel. <laughs> you know, it's actually more important right now for you to 
get to a place where you're not feeling so like the heaviness of everything and the responsibility of everything. Um, and like you, you will, there will come, there will become a moment in this process where you feel like you have the energy to maybe decide to do that and you don't have to do it. Um, and so I've been kind of playing today with recognizing where I've just been going on autopilot to get prepared or be ready for something and that it's actually not in service of me and um so yeah I'm I'm kind of I don't know yeah. if I necessarily have an answer it's just I'm recognizing that I I have a routine I'm used to the go 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 and now I have a chance to take a break I know how to take a break but I wasn't expecting a break and now I'm kind of in this limbo of like realizing I can keep going and doing, 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 um, especially because I do have something that, you know, I do have a service that I can bring to the world that will help people. Um, and it's not going to help anyone if I'm doing it from a place of depletion. So I'm really working to take care of myself so that I can be there for the clients that I do have so that they can be there for themselves. And then when I am in a place where I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. I could actually take on, I want to take on more clients potentially, then I can go to that spot. But it's been kind of wobbly. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I will also say I've had somewhat of a head start with everything that's going on in my life. Even before all of this happened, I was really trying to prioritize just taking care of myself. Um, Cause it's definitely a, transformative time where I know I feel really raw um you've I mean you've seen it a lot of Marco Polo I think I've cried more in the past two months but for different reasons than I think like you'd normally think um then you know I had cried in a long time and I think it's less about the breakup and more about me just like stepping back into um like my own truth and trusting myself again and not suppressing emotions and things that I've been, I've been feeling for a long time and parts of me that I think I've noticed I've been suppressing. Um, so with that, because it's a lot of work and it's very exhausting <laughs> and I've been going through it for, you know, two and a half months now, I, I will say that there's a little bit of a head start. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And, yeah. and it is, I mean, that's another thing too. You know, I can look out at uh, social media and all the other people in my industry and be like, oh my God, look at all the things that they're doing. And oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm not doing enough. And again, then this morning I was kind of like, or maybe they are in a different place. Like maybe they have been, you know, in a space where they have the ability to give more now. And let them give because there might come a time where they are feeling depleted and I will step up organically, not like, you know, but allow that baton pass to happen naturally. And we don't all have to be on all the time. And it actually doesn't serve humanity for us to be all on all the time. Like, you know, it serves for us to be able to take some of those breaths and those breaks, which obviously we're experiencing now, big picture. Um, But it's just so funny that like, I can see that as a big picture of like, yeah, this is absolutely something that humanity needed. But then in my microcosm, 
Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I have all this extra time. I gotta get ahead. I gotta get 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 And like day three, I'm toast. Okay. Yeah. It it's interesting. I think um something that's been helpful for me too is and one of the reasons why we wanted to have this conversation is just like with all of the the anxiety and the uncertainty things for me that have made me feel better is just one like our marker marker pull is back and forth on like the positive things that could potentially come from this that we've been talking about um and also just hopefully you know finding comfort as we ease into whatever we're doing and knowing that you're if you're listening to this, that like other people are experiencing those emotions too. So that was kind of like our intent behind recording this was to be able to share with other people and just know that like we we are in this together, which we've been referencing throughout the conversation. But I just wanted wanted to call that out. Yeah, I appreciate that grounding. And for me too, it's remembering that there are going to be a lot of times in life where disruption shows up. And I mean, I for sure have experienced it. And in those times, it can feel, I can feel very isolated. It can feel very isolating to me and confusing. And, oh, what am I supposed to feel? How do I actually feel? I don't even know how I actually feel because I'm feeling so many different things. And just giving the space to acknowledge the impact that disruption has on your own sense of self and an ability to be stay connected to yourself when there is so much going on outside you that is that is just like uh and then that (laughs) infiltrates your inner my inner world and activates all sorts of triggers and pretty soon I'm in this like super erratic autopilot that's like almost like Tarzan swinging from one tree to the next um but I guess again the space to acknowledge the normalcy of that and that that is most likely I mean for me all the times that I've experienced disruption that's been the experience for me so maybe that's my truth um and nobody else's and that's totally fine and the invitation to recognize that we all handle these things the way we handle them and it's all normal and it's okay and when we can recognize oh this is how I'm handling it it's like almost that ability to accept the situation and now oh this is me handling this situation (laughs) as best I can and like, oh, okay, so that's kind of just what we're dealing with here. And now do I want to keep doing that or do I want to do something different? And me being able to have that conversation with you has allowed me to slow down enough to recognize my human self, like doing the best it can. And then <laughs> to take that step back to be like, okay, cool. That's one way. And what's another way you could try it today? Uh, And then to bring that conversation to light so that other people can maybe find that little crack in the door. Again, not because it's bad, anything's bad, just because 
it's normal to have disruption kind of freak out the system. And then as it settles back down, you actually are given an invitation to like, okay, how, you know, it's like, there's a, there's a girl that I coached who said that every so often she messes up her whole room and then redoes it. And it's like a chance for her to like recreate her, like her environment in a way that feels good for her. Yeah. And that's kind of what it feels like a little bit. It's like this disruption is a way to like, you can either put your things back exactly where they were, or you can put them back a little bit differently and see how that is. And that's kind of what this conversation is for me is like that invitation to let the pieces be put back maybe maybe a little bit differently than they were before. Yeah. I love that. I love that <laughs> visual. I'm just like, I'm going to sit in that for a second. <laughs> I feel like that is everything right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's like, you know, your things don't have to go away. Maybe you just put them... <laughs> put them in a different spot or maybe they do go away or maybe something else that you forgot was under that pile is like oh my god I love this thing yeah and now it comes more to the forefront and yeah yeah. good analogy I feel like I'm experiencing that right now in so many so many levels we've been talking about it but um even from a self-exploration standpoint of like this sensitive softness that I had as a child and like how that hasn't been coming up and all of a sudden with every like with this disruption um things have been coming up for me that haven't in a while and I'm trying to do exactly that just like no don't just like put this back under your bed but this is a part of you that has strength to it even if you don't think it does on the surface I think it's really easy for us to say oh sensitivity is bad emotions are bad um which isn't really the case there's actually a lot of strength in being able to be vulnerable and and to be able to celebrate that um and so that's something that will keep this analogy for me that i'm like i want to keep that that sensitive open loving side of myself that i mean has been there but i think some aspects of it have been pushed away um or put away and i'm like nope this like i want this to stay out (laughs) where do we put this in the living room (laughs) i mean it's so funny that you say that too because I've often not really thought about the environment, like the physical space that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I do life wheel with people all the time. And one of the wedges is physical space or environment. And I'm always like, to me, that's always like a throwaway. <laughs> and I lately have been like, it always comes up as like a non-existent because I just never put a lot of merit into it. And my boyfriend's really good at design. So like our apartment looks amazing. But I walked into it the other day and was like, there's not a shred of evidence that I live here. (laughs) (laughs) This is definitely Dylan's apartment. And I have omitted myself completely. And what that does to my psyche um, is very interesting. I've just been paying attention. And so um, I you had those astrology illustrations and Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of, I was like, I need to have myself, I need to start showing up. I don't really know what that looks like. I have a whole bunch of beliefs about how my, like I love how I am within my bubble, but outside of that, I'm very conscious of how much I'm like intruding my weirdness onto other people. (laughs) And 
so the first thing that I was like, okay, if I was going to put something up that was me, what would it be? And those, those illustrations, which I'll link to them in the show notes, came up. And I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to buy these. Like, I can I sit here and I can sit here and tell myself that, like, they don't fit the design aesthetic. They're too girly. They're, like, all these things. But, like, at the end of the day, this is my space, too. And so what a great design challenge. And, again, he, Dylan didn't force me to have it be his way. I chose to back away. And after six years, I'm like, no, you can't do that anymore. Like, you got to step up. And so I'm not really sure where the photos will live, but I bought them <laughs> and was just like, oh, my gosh. And we're about to move to a new apartment. And I said to him, like, I want to feel like I exist in this space. And he was like, absolutely he's like mm-hmm. he's like but i can't do that for you you have to do it and i was like fuck you're right okay <laughs> which means that i'm gonna put some dumb shit on the walls and it's gonna look stupid for a little while and that's okay and so i just i think it's a cool territory to start playing in of like where else can i allow my presence to show up my impact to be felt and to be okay with like leaving that fingerprint on the wall, you know? So. Well, even in, I mean, times like now, if you are like stuck in your home, essentially it's, it's important to have that space that is comforting. I've always been a nester. So for me, (laughs) having that space and having it feel like good and clean and organized and, and true to me, like probably was similar to maybe like Dylan, like I've always pushed it to be a priority because I need that safe space to come back to. Like I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll, I'll take risks in like every area of my life, but I need a retreat to be able to be like, no, this is, this is safe. Like this is my space. This is you know, something that brings me comfort when everything else is potentially going awry. And I I think for a lot of us right now, that becomes even more important, one, because you might not be able to physically leave the space, and two, just making it feel comforting to you and however you need to do that. You know, maybe it's putting art on the wall, maybe it's, I don't know, building a a fort out of blankets and pillows and you know being silly and channeling your inner child and finding comfort in that but there's you know there's a lot of different ways to do it but in in moments like this especially like how how can we bring that comfort through our our space and our environment especially yeah. if you can't leave it yeah and don't get me wrong i am i cannot have an unmade bed or yeah, a messy yeah. kitchen however yeah. you know i think that i just didn't have a sense of self within an environment I guess I'm realizing it like I owned a house for a long time but it was like even that was just kind of an amalgamation of random stuff that when my mom would visit we'd get and she'd be like this is you and I'd be like okay which is so weird because if you know me I'm like very much like this is my style this is how I am take it or leave it I rebel but when it's come to my environment I think I've just always been surrounded by people who have had a really strong opinion about how they want it to be and look and it meant something to them just like you're saying and so I kind of just let it be and and for a while it was really cool to be in this relationship with Dylan because he makes spaces look amazing and feel really good and so it's not that it was like it was like the probably the best environment I've ever lived in and it's almost like the baby step for me was being able to be around 
people who did care enough about their space to make it a reflection of themselves, an extension of themselves almost, and then to recognize like what that actually does for them and what it does for me when I am not represented. Um, But it was nice to have like, it was almost like training wheels of like, oh, it does feel different to be in this space versus other spaces I've been in. And I'm sure I'm going to go through the process of, again, like I said, putting stuff up where I'm going to be like, oh my God, this is not me. (laughs) What (laughs) the fuck is this? And you can change it. So I would, yeah. And I would also say as your friend, and you can tell me I'm totally wrong, but as an outsider looking in, I think you've also lived in spaces like, for example, in Milwaukee, like the, the building that you lived in was more you, right? So just like the structure that was organically there was probably more aligned with space compared to maybe like where you are in Dallas, Mm. where like the physical, you know, wall style decor type of building it is maybe isn't as aligned to you. So maybe that's why you're feeling even more of a contrast than before in Milwaukee. I don't know, just throwing it out there. Maybe I'm totally wrong. (laughs) It's interesting because what I actually got from that was because in Milwaukee it was still all Dylan stuff too. <laughs> yeah. But wasn't the but, building like you connected with that like yeah. actual physical space and like the brick and the loft and like yeah, kind of, like, and even, of it. Yeah. And even the neighborhood, like I would say, yeah. <clears throat> and that's, that's actually a good call out. So it's not that I've totally disconnected from me showing up outside of myself. It's like literally in my home because like within my bubble, like, <clears throat> excuse me, my, my clothing and everything is me. And then my space is Dylan. But then where the location of the space is, is totally me. Um, just living in like a kind of a really eclectic neighborhood that's in transition. And like when I tell people, when I first move places and I tell people I live there, they're like, huh? And then literally two years later, they're like, I want, everyone wants to move there. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> so yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll give you like a I little just, bit. I just, I felt like I friend. just got re-empowered. So thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh cool. my gosh. Yeah. Well, thank you for having this conversation with me. And I, again, like we hope this just brings a little comfort and connection to everyone out there. We talked about, you know, it's like business as usual because we do think that's important too. But it also feels like it's important to just let people know that they're you know, not alone in their emotions and that other people are experiencing uncertainty and stress and anxiety and just different ways that we're dealing with it. Or if you are, you know, isolated in your home by yourself and you just need some friendly voices to listen to, (laughs) like hopefully um, this conversation can bring at least like a little comfort into an uncertain time. Yeah. And I'll, I'll add to that, that I love that this conversation doesn't seem to have like a an end point, so to speak. And that I think is the point that it's an ongoing journey and moment to moment, we're figuring out how we, who we want to be and what we want to experience. And there isn't like, I mean, there's ahas along the way, but there isn't an ultimate aha of like, it's just being in it and recognizing that that is life. And I am grateful that we have a platform and I have you as a friend to be able to have a witness in that living of life and that (laughs) 
the realness of it. And so I'm, I'm, again, I'm very grateful to be able to have a space to, to share that with anyone who, um, enjoys it. And I do have one more question. I know you have to go. Yeah. No, good. How do you live your true North within (laughs) the disruption of life? Disruptions of life? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In one word. Shit. I know. I was like, she didn't say one word. The word that's coming up for me just because I'm clinging to it is just like acceptance. Acceptance in where we're at, you know, acceptance in the discomfort, acceptance in the uncertainty, which is very hard. (laughs) Yeah. For me, the word that kept coming up, and I was like, that's a stupid word, but it kept coming up, so I'm going to say it, is silence. Ooh. Yeah. Stupid, I like it. Yeah, I think silence is where I stop filling the space with my thoughts and my plans, and I just allow. Allow it. Yeah, silence for me. Ah. <sighs> friend yeah conversation of course and i do want to share with everybody that i'll link it in the show notes the group thrive we had judy on earlier this year and we are going to have her on again but it's the organization that i got my coach certification through they're actually going to be offering free coaching and so free 30 minute sessions so i'll link to that in the show notes And um, I'm sure we'll post it on Instagram before we go live with this. But in case you didn't see that and you heard this first, I just wanted to to share that um, so that if anyone wants that resource, they can use it. Yeah. And link in the show notes also um, for people to be able to access your meditation classes too. Oh, yeah. I'll do that too. Cool. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. Have a good one. Yep. You too. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the True North Collective podcast. For more from Rachel and I, check us out on the gram at the True North Collective underscore. And if you liked what you heard today, leave us a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. Until next time.